When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. So last time we were told to search the jagged hills to find the sorcerer, sorceress, who will hopefully help reveal some of what the heck is going on here. So I'm in the jagged hills right now. This the broad band of rocky forested slopes through which you're travelling is known as the jagged hills. These hills have long served as a natural boundary between the more wild portions of the island to the north and the historically human-controlled region to the south. Although not very human-controlled in this case, although might, although with Mirandor slash Fane Porrand on the case, I think that will be resolved pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, who's going to stop Thane Pollard? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody can stop Thane Pollard. <laughs> Especially if I'm here, here with him. I mean, I mean, I think that they should do, all, all of them should just flee across these hills. Just flee across them. Flee across them. Just, just spare yourself a lot of bother. Just flee across these hills to the northern parts. Yes, that's what you should do, all you goblins and trolls and xylomores and and hookum mokrano. You can stay, you can stay. <laughs> yes, the jagged hills, a rocky brand of rocky forested slopes, have long been thought of as a natural boundary between the more wild portions of the north and historically human-controlled region to the south. Danger fills the jagged hills. Okay, going exploring. Ooh, it's your exploration of the jagged hills comes to an abrupt halt when you suddenly find yourself face to face with a group of, de of the denizens of this rugged region. It's three jade fanged ants. Let's <coughs> see. <coughs> Are you out there? It's six. Nah. No, no, knock. Surely they, surely they've heard from the people in the outpost that I'm someone they should stay clear of. Very, very clear. Yes, five XP for that. You stare down at the corpses of your opponents as you pause to wipe the grime of battle from your face. Yep, yeah. and. What's this? 
four Jade Fangats. Five XP. Five now or not? Look, 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 if six couldn't bring me down, what the hell do you think five are gonna do? They'll just die slightly quicker. Although maybe maybe there are no witnesses to that. But there'll be no witnesses to this. Yeah, yes. Maybe I should, you know, keep a couple of couple of their heads swinging from my belt just, you know, to make it clear. While exploring the jagged, exploring the hills, you happen upon a wounded scout seated up against a large rock near the base of a steep, treeless slope. The young man is weak, but he managed to tell you that he and his scouting party were ambushed by a large group of Nawanok only a few hours ago, and he alone managed to escape the savage attack. My three companions died at the hands of those creatures! He says, painfully drawing his lips into a sneer. If I could have avenged them, I would have. You must not. The young scout stops in mid-sentence as the sound of footfalls behind reaches your ears. Spin around to find yourself confronted by a band of at least a dozen now knock. The cruel goblins. The cruel goblins begin slowly advancing on you, their weapons poised for battle. Get out of here! This is the scout through tent clenched teeth. You can do nothing for me. Save yourself. Oh, actually, I think I can. I can use restoration on you. I hope it works. Call upon it. Succeeded. 8x speed to restoration. You hastily summon your power of restoration and focus it on the wounded scout. Almost immediately, the young man's wounds begin to rapidly heal, and he staggers to his feet with a stunned look fixed upon his face. Wasting no time, the scout reaches down and retrieves his sword. The young man glances nervously in your direction, as if attempting to determine what your next move will be. You sense he is willing to fight the goblins, should you choose to engage them. Hmm, so I can fight them... Or I could flip. Well, obviously I'm going to fight them. I don't want them like around to ambush more scouts. Also, revenge. With the, with the scout fighting at your side, you steady yourself to meet the rapid advance of the vicious Nowanok warriors. In a matter of moments, you find yourself locked into a brutal fight against, your, against the first of your savage and merciless foes. It's a Nowanok warrior. Vicious warrior savagely tears at you with his claws. And it's just a brutal stroke too. 13 XP. You step over the corpse of your slain foe and prepare to engage a second now on our warrior. Tear it tail with claws. Slain. Just went into battle waves thinking of the west of the scouting party. The second of the goblins collapses into a bloody heap at your feet leaving you to face another of the savage creatures, also 13 XP. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot the cow, the spout landing a final, decisive blow on the goblin with whom he's engaged. It's another now a knock warrior. Savagely tears at you with his claws and is slain. 
13 XP. You step over the bloody remains of the slain goblin and assume a defensive stance, preparing to engage the next of the wicked creatures. To your surprise, the remaining goblins turn and flee, dashing wildly into the forest at the edge of the hill and disappearing from view. Okay, now go on! Tell the rest of them. If you see Tally's Junior, run. One fast, one long, and don't stop. That is what you should do. Just run. Just get, don't even think of getting anywhere near the hold. Just, just get all of you beyond the jagged hills. It's the only place we can be sure he won't get us. For now, at least. The wounded scout, who miraculously put down three goblins himself, commends you on a well-fought battle, and thanks you for saving his life. The young scout, who identifies himself as Orthiel, thanks you repeatedly for saving his life, tells you that he hopes one day to be able to repay the favour. He offered to travel with him back to the keep, but he politely refuses, saying that he will be alright, and does not wish to needlessly delay your exploration. You needn't worry. He says, for I plan on making all possible haste back to the hold. Make my report, and with any luck, return here with a larger force to deal with these encroaching goblins. Thank you again, friend. You bid him farewell and watch as he sets off to the south on the lengthy trek back to Sangar Keep. When he is gone, you once again resume your exploration of the hills. 64 experience to general. Exploring again. Four now, a lock. Look, look, you, you didn't didn't those goblins tell you? Tell you you should run. Oh well, maybe maybe they were so busy running they forgot to tell anyone else. You check over your equipment. Explore again. It's a carnage crawler, which is these massive many many legged insects prowl caves and other dark. Dark out of the way places in search of, of dead and decaying flesh on which to feast. Their circular mouths are winged with razor sharp teeth. Yeah, so it's like some. like a combination of a millipede and a waste disposal unit. Yes. Yes, I'm gonna. Yes, Carnage Crawler snaps its powerful jaws at you. Yes, and is slain. 5 XP. Explore some more. Free Jade Fang Hunter Ants. The powerful, the enemy's powerful bite tears into your flesh for 5 damage. One and another one for 11 damage. But it is slain nevertheless. Alright, just a bit of healing now. Oh, it's, it's easier now that I have that snake's head medallion to give me even more envy. It's a Nowalok champion. Okay. The vicious goblin champion savagely tears at you with his claws. And it is slain. 5 XP. And there we are. You've made made a special note of this location, the Lake Island, and may return to it in the future whenever you explore the jagged hills. 
While exploring the hills, you discover a rather sizable lake nested between two towering ranges of rocky slopes. Far across the mirror-like surface of the placid lake, you make out the shape of a small island. The island is very near to the middle of the lake, making it too far to swim to. If you are unskilled in both woodmanship and seamanship, you may attempt to build a raft. Build a raft you can use to reach the island. But first, I'll explore the lake shore. You explore the shore of the swing lake and later discover a wooden raft tucked away in the weeds at the edge of the water. The raft appears to have been made recently and seems sturdy enough to cover several people at once. A broad wooden paddle lies on the shore next to the raft. Remain shore for now. While exploring the, t- the hills, you discover a rather sizable lake nestled between, between two towering ranges of rocky slope. Far across the mirror-like surface placid lake, you make out the shape of a small island. The island is very near to the middle of the lake, making it too far to continue. Alright, continue the exploration of the hills for now. Four jade fang hunter ants. Okay, now... Now I'm going to go back to that lake. Oh, I have to take the raft I found to the island. Alright, I wanted to make my own raft, but I guess it looks a bit silly making your own raft when there's a raft just there. So I'll take the raft I found to the island. You carefully remove the raft out onto the placid lake and paddle the sturdy craft towards the distant island. No small effort, and with the door lake settling upon your shoulders, you arrive safely on the island. You're standing on a small island in the middle of a lake that's nestled between two towering ranges of steep, rocky hills. The ruins of an ancient structure lie scattered about the island, in the centre of which rests a large dome-shaped slab of white stone, measuring nearly ten feet across. Strange symbols are engraved around the edge of the dome-shaped slab. You are suddenly struck by the similarity between the engraved symbols and those you noted in the leather-bound journal you acquired in the inn in Migspill. Migspill. You quickly draw out the journal and shocked to some discover that the individual symbols are identical. In the centre of the slab, In the centre of the slab are a series of seven small circular impressions. You curiously note that the circular impressions on the slabs are identical in size to the small platinum coin you're carrying. You carefully flip your coin into one of the impressions, but nothing appears to happen. A quick search of the remainder of the small island turns up signs of recent activity, making you wonder who or what has taken an interest in this remote spot. Upon concluding your search, you board the raft and make your way back to the shore. Alright, now it's just back to exploring the hills. It's six now, Anok. Alright, and fight, 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 fight. They are slain. Six XP. Come on, come on, come on. Ah, internet. Alright, uh, explore now. Two narrow knot choirs. And 
they are slain. 5 XP. You're passing through a region of the jagged hills, riddled with thickly heart, heart, forested hollows, when you suddenly catch sight of something that makes your blood run cold. Moving slowly along the bottom of the small hollow you're, you're circling, seated atop a massive grey wolf is a spear-wielding Naranok warrior. The vicious goblin's head turns slowly from side to side, as if with every set step, the vicious creature is seeking its next prey. You suddenly recall tales, tale, tales of several soldiers and scouts back at the keep, who reported seeing a, a wolf-riding wolf goblin on several occasions over the last few months. By all accounts, the goblin is a champion warrior and a merciless slayer of man and beast. While you're relieved that the goblin will have difficulty spotting you from your present vantage point, Realising realize defeating this cruel creature will be a great victory over the Naranok. Okay, then I will fight this. I will attempt to engage the fierce Naranok champion. With no desire to allow the opportunity to put down this vicious killer of men, you quickly begin to plot how best to engage the fearsome Naranok warrior. So I can use woodmanship, archery, illusion... Telekinesis, or I could just move to intercept the goblin warrior. Hmm, woodmanship, because I'm kind of curious as to how that would work. Successfully use woodmanship, 16 XP to it. Wasting no time, you move to the narrow mouth of a hollow, through which you expect the goblin warrior will ultimately pass. With the speed and skill of an expert woodsman, you quickly construct a simple and broken steel snare using two lengths of rope and a pair of young, pry, thick, wisp thick trees lying in wait only a few yards from where your clever trap awaits its prey. You watch the Naranok warrior as he cautiously approaches the, the mouth of the hollow on the back of his fearsome wolf mount. Suddenly, the goblin's eyes spring up from wide as the craftily creature spots the snare, but it's too late. Triggered by the careful steps of the massive wolf, both ropes release their pull, causing the two small trees to snap forward. Both trees hit their mark, striking the goblin squarely in the chest and toppling him from the back of the wolf. The massive wolf, no longer controlled by its cruel wider, turns and lops off to the north apparently taking no interest in you or the fate of its small former master. Bye-bye, wolf. Bye-bye, wolf. Before the goblin warrior has had the chance to recover from your initial attack, you are upon him, determined to quickly gain the upper hand against this fearsome and deadly slayer. I'm fighting a Nowark champion, but he's already wounded, and he's going to get a lot more wounded. The vicious goblin wire snarls as he thrusts his bone tip spear at you. Alright, come on, come on. What's this? Hmm. Yeah. My internet seems to be so so. Okay, yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah, fighting, 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 fighting some more. 
He's thrusting his spear. I'm bashing my mates. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 24 damage. And is slain. 70 XP. The goblin warrior staggers forward and slumps to the ground. He flashes about for several seconds before becoming a skill. The vicious Narok champion. Upon those spear, countless souls make their end. It's now gone forever. A hundred... And 28 experienced the general. You quickly search the goblin's remains and find his stone tipped spear and carved bone horn. Decide to take both items. What's this carved bone horn? You found this carved bone horn on the corpse of a wolf riding Nowark champion you defeated on the jagged hills of Sungard Island. And bone tipped spear. It's a weapon, it's a pole arm, eight encumbrance, four melee. This was the deadly weapon wielded by the wolf-riding Narok champion who defeated in the jagged hills on Sangard Island. This weapon is of exceptional quality. Beginning to wonder what became of the, go- the go- goblin's fearsome mount, the large starling wolf, when you catch sight of something moving on the top of the hill to your right, you immediately cast your gaze to the nearby slope. On the spine of the hill, silhouetted against a clouded sky that's been turned turned to slight af- amber by the late afternoon sun, it's a large wolf that served as the mount from the Nowak wire. Those then came at your hand. The wolf appears to be watching you, but after only a few moments, the silent creature turns and sinks away over the back of the wires and is lost from sight. With the eerie vision of the lone departing wolf still playing in your mind, you quickly set off on your way through the hills. Exploring some more. It's another Nowak champion. Not to be confused with the Nowak champion. This is just a regular Nowak champion. Oh, yes. Not a champion among champions. Alright, 5xp for that. Exploring some more. You've made special note of this location, the dust dragon carcass, and may return to it in the future whenever you explore the jagged hills. While exploring a patch of forest on the western edge of the jagged hills, you come upon a curious and haunting sight. In the midst of a wide clearing, surrounded on all sides by ancient towering hardwoods, you discover the massive carcass of a slain dust dragon. You step cautiously into the clearing and examine the dragon's remains, and are surprised to discover that its skull has been crushed on one side, and its torso bears deep gorges, which appear to have been inflicted with a large bladed weapon. As you stare down at the lifeless, majestic creature, you can't help but wonder what sort of foe would be capable of defeating such a fearsome enemy. Well, me, of course, but... You're about to move around and examine the other side of the carcass, when the sound of heavy approaching footfalls reaches your ears, it seems someone or something is coming to the site. The kill. Hide and see who or what is returning to the dragon carcass. Or get out of here. I'm going to see who's coming. Standing behind a small group of trees just to the south of the dragon carcass, you wait with bated breath to catch sight of who or what is moving towards the clearing. 
the heavy footfalls grow louder until suddenly a towering Kuklag warrior, clad in fur and hide, stomps into view. The fearsome troll, who is equipped with both a massive axe and an even larger hammer, strides up to the dragon's remains and unceremoniously kicks it with his clawed foot. The troll's face has been painted with streaks of blood. For a moment, your eyes devour every horrid inch of this hulking boot, and you find yourself able to imagine even the dust dragon being driven to fear at the sight of such a terrifying foe. Suddenly, the troll's nostrils flare and the savage creature snorts loudly. The Kutatrag warrior spins round and stares in your direction. You've been spotted. All right, so I can run away, but I don't do that. So I'll step out and confront the mighty Kutatrag warrior. With your heart pounding furiously, you step out into the open and boldly square yourself with the mighty Kutatrag warrior. The troll, now brandishing both his massive weapons, step in one in each hand, roars as he stomps towards you. Your mind races as you prepare to face the formidable creature in what will undoubtedly be a brutal fight to the finish. A few options here. I could just hold my ground and face the charging warrior. I could use archery, gating, illusion, or telekinesis. Mm, telekinesis. Succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. You summon your power of telekinesis and focus a powerful blast of telekinetic energy on the legs of the bounding troll. The force of the of, of unseen blast knocks the mighty troll off balance and sends him crashing to the ground with a painful gasp. Wasting no time, you rush forward to attack your wounded foe. The wounded troll warrior unleashes a fearsome bellow as you close in to attack. Despite the damage he's already suffered at your hands, the troll, troll still possesses the savage and deadly might of his kin and remains a dangerous and unpredictable foe. You steal yourself for a brutal fight to the finish. It's a bellowing Kulatag warrior and I begin combat. Hulking Troll Warrior strikes out at you with both his massive weapons. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 26 damage. And another blow, 31 damage. And another one for 28 damage. Stop with the devastating blows. Oh, 24. I'm going to have to heal myself now. Alright, and bash. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a toughie. 135 experience points. Woo-wee. And 53 of them go to restoration. With little more than a pitiful whimper, the mighty Kuklag warrior slumps to the ground at your feet and expires. You step back from the troll's bloody carcass and admire your grim handiwork before making a thorough search of your slain foe. While both of the troll's weapons are too bulky and heavy to be of any use to you, you discover a hide pouch tied to a thick length of vine that encircles the dead beast's waist. You open the pouch and are surprised to find it contains a small platinum coin. 
You promptly remove the coin from the pouch and decide to take it with you. It's a platinum star coin. This small platinum coin is covered with engraved images. One side features seven small engraved stars, while the opposite side bears an intricately engraved image of an island in the midst of a raging sea. I think I have two of them now. Yep. After checking over your equipment, you take one final look at the remains of the troll before once again setting off to resume your exploration of the hills. Yeah, so I got the first Platinum Star coin at the end of Proven Grounds 5. Which, if you haven't listened to it, is in the 11 parts and is a lot of fun. Explore once more. There's two now, Anok. Yes, I've got to keep searching until I find more of these coins. I think, I th I think I've got to find seven of them. Because there are seven impressions on the island lake. Unless, of course, something turns up first. <laughs> Alright, explore now. You've made lo special note of this location, the Stone Hut. You may return to it in the future. Whenever you explore the jagged hills. On a boulder strewn slope in the northeast corner of the jagged hills, you make a curious discovery. Set between two massive elbows of rock, it's a small hut built out of oddly shaped slabs of stone. The hut has no door, but the roof, constructed out of hewn limbs and packed moss, is in good repair, leading to believe the old dwelling has seen recent use. So I can. Use divination, or thievery, I can just enter the hut, or I can ignore the hut and continue on my way. I'll use thievery. Your expert eye catches sight of movement within the interior, within the shadowy interior of the hut. You're all but certain someone or something is lurking inside. Okay, I'm going to enter the hut then. Aware of the danger that lurks within, you cautiously step into the stone hut. You've only just crossed the threshold of the crude dwelling when something shrieks out at you, out, uh, shrieks, shrieks at you out of the shadows to your left. Pick a number. Bonus of 68. 18 from unarmed combat. 10, 40 from agility. 10 from luck. Need 75 or more. So it's likely, but I could have found. 112. Success. You twist to, to the side and lean back, narrowly dodging a streaking object. Taking a step, step back to steady yourself, you turn to face your unknown assailant. Standing within arm's reach of you, still clutching the heavy iron one, you could easily have landed a killing blow, is a wide-eyed, fair-haired young man clad in a ragged grey shirt. The fearsome look on his face quickly twists into an exaggerated scowl as he levels an accusatory finger at you. Do you understand? I can't, I cannot go back. You came here in grave folly. You know nothing of this place. The old man's voice rises in pitch as he waves his finger in your face, all the while retaining a tight grip on, on, on the iron rod. You discern this man is either extremely distraught or entirely deranged. You also sense that he's prepared to attack you at any moment. So I can prepare to defend myself, or attempt to win the confidence of the distraught man. Uh, the, the, that attempt to win the confidence. You attempt to assure the young man you mean him no harm, 
and you were and you were hoping within your power to do so. Pick a number. Bonus of 78. 18 from Diplomacy, 20 from Mind, 20 from Spirit, 10 from Luck, and Pick Naps. Got to get 75 or more. Pick Nap. 105. Success. 32 XP to General. Your attempt to win the young man's confidence has succeeded. Without warning, he collapses onto the floor in a quivering heap. Sobbing loudly, the young man pulls himself up to a seated position on the floor. Cupping his worn face in his shaking hands, he makes no effort to retrieve the iron wad which lies at his side. He turns to look up at you, and you find yourself taken aback by the deep sadness and profound wariness exuded by this mournful gaze. Help the young man regain his feet, and he is quick to apologise for actions. Tells you that he is prone to fits of the sort you just witnessed, and he has little control of his own actions when he is in the falls of one. You ask him what he is doing here, and almost immediately begins to tremble as beads of sweat break out across his brow. I scarcely remember any more, he says, his voice waving uncontrollably. But I know I've seen nigh on two hundred winters here. And I fear two hundred more will be my fate. Immediately realising that the disturbed man has just admitted to being at least two hundred year old, you boldly challenge his assertion. It serves to elicit a swift and angry retort. Two hundred years old? Well, well, Wundle was more than twice that much, so magic extends lives, curses can extend lives. That, that, that mist wraith, that can keep you alive, somehow. Yes, there's quite a lot of things that can keep you going for centuries. Yeah. You know of this? You know nothing of this! The fools have come back! We should have known enough to stay away! It is all doomed to be repeated! Repeated! How can I explain to you that which you've no folly of cope of comprehending? This folly. The young man's denema suddenly changes from one of, one of anger to one of fear, and he begins to tremble as he launches into an incredulous tale. I was here when the last of the great ships sailed for the kingdom, he says, his eyes widening as sweat pours off his furrowed brow. They abandoned all he'd worked for. It wasn't because the mines had gone dry. Something had been discovered. Something in the depths. Something both wondrous and terrible in the same breath. Still not convinced the man is already claims to begin. You begin to ask him what he'll discover when he abruptly shoots out his hands and cuts you off in mid-sentence. A small group of us, eight I think, left the moored ships in the middle of the night and fled to the interior of the island. Determined to... We were determined to claim the abandoned witches for ourselves, learn more about what, what it was that we discovered in the depths of the isle. For a moment, the seemingly panic-stricken man is silent, just as you are about to inquire further about his tale, begins to tremble and continues on with his rapid exposition. We found the cause of the sudden flight, he stammers. His, his, his face suddenly turning, ghostly power, I've seen the fires. And I alone came through them to return. I have seen the hall of the great smouldering throne. And sat upon the knees of the gods. 
Do you not see? Do not, do you pretend ignorance? In a moment I knew all there was. The breath of all eternity washed against my face. The whispers of the immortal slipped into my ears. How can you ever dare to know? How can you hope to understand? Oh, my. Realising there must be more to this man's tale than his immediate life. You ask him what he means by the hall of the great smouldering throne. But he's begun to shake uncontrollably and appears unwilling to converse with you further. As he slumps to the floor, still visibly shaking, you cover him with a waggy blanket that was heaped behind the door, then make a quick search of the stone hut. Other than a few shavings of Wavenbone, you find nothing of much interest in a small and inhospitable dwelling. You try once more to get the man to talk, but he doesn't seem to even take notice of that. you. With that, you decide to leave him in peace, though, he te- though you vow to return and somehow get to the bottom of all he has alluded to. After taking reasonable measures to ensure to make certain he's comfortable, you leave the hut and once again set off on your way. Hmm. So, this throne... I, but this is what presumably, whatever crazy powers it has, it's what let it's what people fled from the island in the first place, and presumably, it's what brought. Presumably, seeking it is what brought people back, because whatever that throne does, it pro, it could it. People, people will be convinced they can use it to become more powerful. Although probably it just ruins you. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Those, I think I shall be seeing those thrones, at, that throne at some point. Yes, explore some more. It's just a carnage crawler. Yes, where is this throne? I think it's. I think that is the key to, if not everything, then most of it. Uh, what? Uh, that's uh, just three now, and not this time. No problem. Yeah, you you really should talk. Oh, it's two now, and not champions. Okay, tear at you with their claws. Explore once more. Two Jade Fang Hunter ants. Yeah, there's still more to find here, that's for sure. Five now, why not? Keep exploring, keep exploring. Six Jade Fang Hunter ants. They won't stop me from keeping exploring. I'll just slay them for XP. Five of them. Keep exploring, keep exploring until something turns up. Three now try to stop me, but they get slain instead. For five XP, for five XP. Another five. It's a carnage crawler. Although most of the carnage comes to me this time. For a change. 
5 XP. Spawns more, it's a now and up champion. You have slain this foe. Explore once, once more. Four Jade Fang Hunter Ants. Exploring two now and up champions. Exploring. Well, making your way through a thickly forested region of the hills, you encounter a black hawk. The broad winged bird lands on a sturdy limb of a nearby tree and turns its piercing gaze upon you. You're but certain the majestic creature is studying you with great interest. Suddenly, the hawk spreads its wings and lifts off into the air, soaring upwards over the top of trees, circles slowly towards to the east. You're overcome with the inexplicable notion to follow the departing hawk. Okay, attempt to follow the hawk. For several minutes, you struggle to keep pace with the circling hawk as it moves slowly to the east and north. At last, the majestic broad-winged bird disappearing into the distance. You give up your pursuit and prepare to resume your exploration of the hills. Hmm. So, whatever, wherever it's being let, it's trying to lead me to, I'm not yet ready to go there. It's another two now of champions. Uh, how many champions do you have? Do they just uh, do they just appoint two more every time I slay them? Honestly, I don't think. Honestly, I think you should be less willing to become a champion in these situations. Score now. It's a carnage crawler, and it is slain. I'll explore once more. Four now, knock. Okay. Three more explorations, and then I'll pause until something turns up. Explore. It's two now, knock champions. Explore once more. It's a carnage crawler. No biggie, powerful jaws. Snapping at me, 5xp. Uh, explore once more. Two now rock. Okay, take those down. For another 5xp. Okay, I'm going to pause it for a bit until something turns up. Okay, something's turned up. While exploring the jagged hills, you're caught off guard by the sudden and startling appearance of a massive carnage crawler. Hideous giant insects charges out of the brush to your right. Circular jaws stretch wide in anticipation of making a quick and easy meal out of you. Hold your ground and face the massive carnage crawler. The stench of decay assails you as the cavernous fang... fang-winged mouth of the hideous carnage crawler shoots forward. You dodge the, the creature's initial attack and quickly counter it hoping that you will be able to survive what promises to be a fierce battle against a ravenous and merciless foe. It's a massive carnage crawler. Yes, the previous carnage crawlers were bad, but this one is bigger! 
Oh, I went into battle wage. You smell bad! Yes. Ooh, the savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh. The carnage, carnage crawler snaps its powerful jaws at you and is slain. 73 XP. Your final blow splits open the head of the hideous inject, insect. A thick stream of pungent ooze spills out of the widened Oh, hmm. It's not finished. Look of the widening gash to form a wide pool beneath beneath the creature's quivering carcass. Unable to tolerate the sight and stench of the slain beast, you're able you're about to turn away and resume your exploration of the hills. You catch sight of something sticking out of the expanding puddle of ooze. You reach down and retrieve an intricately engraved stone circlet from the mist of the ooze. The curious item bears several engravings of ravens in flight. Believing that this object could be of some unexpected importance, you decide to keep it. It's an engraved stone circlet. This intricately engraved stone circlet, which you discovered amidst the remains of the massive carnage crawler, you defeated in the jagged hills on the Stargard Island. There's numerous carvings depicting ravens in flight. Okay, so... But I'm going to have to wash that first. A lot. A lot, a lot. Yes, yes, I need, I need, I need some soap and some very, 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 very hot water before I even consider putting that on my head. At last, with the circlet now safely in your possession, you turn away from the putrid remains of the massive carnage crawler and once again set off through the hills, exploring again. There's another carnage crawler. This one's small. And is slain. Maybe it was a baby. Explore once more. It's too Naranok. Okay, one more exploration. Then we'll pause. Explore. It's another Kai's crawler. Alright, once again, I will pause until something turns up. Okay, it's that hawk again. I'll attempt to follow it this time. Nope. Nope, nope, didn't work that time. Okay, pausing again until something turns up. Okay, I found a new thing. You've made a special note of this location, the Etchstone Disc. Or when we return to it in the future, whenever you explore the Jagged Hills. In a tangled section of the forest, near the southern edge of the Jagged Hills, you come across a curious find. Lying on the forest floor, having toppled from its perch upon a nearby cracked pedestal, it's a broad stone dish. Disc. Several etchings. Torches in flight cover the surface of the disc. You stare down at the flat and almost perfectly round slab of the stone. Your pulse suddenly begins to waste. There, on the grimy, time-worn surface of the disc, a ghostly vision is taking form. Unable to avert your eyes from the image that's coming into focus, you watch as the face of a young and beautiful woman appears. 
The woman in the vision smiles briefly and slowly opens her mouth as if to speak, before the image swiftly fades. You make a quick search of the area around the dish, disc, but discover nothing of any interest in this. Just satisfied you haven't overlooked anything, you prepare to once again set off on your way. Maybe... Maybe that tablet works? Nope. Okay. Yeah, Alright, that, that, that. Alright, now, now, I might have more luck following that hawk now. Because I've seen a slab of hawks on it. And I've been invited, perhaps? Mm, who knows? Anyway, we'll see. Pause for now. Okay, I found that hawk again. You overcome with the inexplicable notion to follow the departing hawk. I'll attempt to follow the hawk. For nearly half an hour, you struggle to keep pace with the circling hawk as it moves slowly to the east and north. The majestic broad-winged bird eventually soars up out of sight towards the summit, a steep, rocky slope. You've made, made a note of this location, the Smoking Hill. May return to it in the future whenever you explore the jagged hills. You stand at the base of a steep, rocky slope that is crowned with several spires of stone that stretch out into the sky, above even the tallest of the surrounding peaks. Several thin trails of smoke rise up from the summit of the towering hill. Climb the narrow track that ascends the hill. Following a long and sinuous climb up the narrow track that skirts the edge of the hill, you find yourself standing on its broad, flat, rocky summit, in the middle of a small wing of trees, not far from the northern side of the hillstop, stands a weathered hide tent. Several piles of burning wood, scattered across the top of the hill, send thin columns of smoke trailing into the air. You've been studying the tent for only a few seconds, when its worn flap is suddenly thrown back, and a tall, slender woman, clad in a combination of green cloth and fur, steps out. Woman, those delicate, youthful countenance, seems odd with the ruggedness of her chosen abode, bows deeply. Your pulse quickens when you realise this is the woman whose face appeared on the surface of the stone disc. At last, you've arrived, she says leaning much of her weight against a galled wooden staff that stabs into the ground at her feet. It is fate that brought you to this isle, or whose isle, and into these hills, and indeed to the doorstep of my dwelling, Soup. The mention of your real name by this woman alarms you. Before you can ask her how she came to know it, however, she again speaks, and she requests it before you can even attempt to voice it. I've been called... The sorceress of the hills, and even the sorceress of Sangar, she says. You find yourself becoming captivated by her soothing glaze. Neither of those names suits me, and indeed I know of none that does, though I suppose I might just be a sorceress after all. But such things are of little consequence. What matters is the events I've long known would unfold have been set into motion, and even now have begun to spin towards their conclusion. She finishes speaking, a pair of shadows fall over you, instantly turn your eyes skyward. Two large hawks, 
their black-tipped wings spread out wide against the deep blue sky, soar in and land on the woman's shoulders. The majestic birds focus their fierce eyes upon you, as if, as if they regard your presence on the hilltop as an inclusion. You've come to me seeking answers, she says, and I will help you as best as I can. You found me not a moment too soon, Soup, for you and your allies are in great danger, a danger that grows with each passing day. She asks the sorceress who it is she refers to when she speaks to her allies. What is the source of the peril that threatens you? Do not look to know more than you connect. Yet hope to, she says, her tone and demeanour softening. You will know your true friends in your hour of need, and you will have certainly already guessed at the source of the danger from which I speak. Your judgment for a star is to be praised, but sound thinking alone will not keep you out of the jaws of your enemies. You boldly ask the sorceress if she is connected with the etched stones you discovered on the island. She smiles and nods. There was a great secret hidden on this isle, she says, as her hurt perch on her shoulders suddenly takes the air before quickly alighting on our shoulders again. Secret that was hidden here long before men took any interest in the treasures to be found in the depths of Sangar. You ask the sorceress if the secret is any way related to the fragments of Ravenbone discovered in new explorations of the Isles. She slowly shakes, shakes her head. Shows you that while Ravenbone is connected to it, it is only incidental to the core of the secret that has long rested in obscurity on the treacherous shores of the Isle. You are on a path that is destined to collide with the very heart of the secret, she says. A voice suddenly adopting a grave tone. You will face peril far greater than any you have thus, any which you have thus, far confronted, far greater than perhaps any you have have known. Before this matter is put to rest, and all is set right, for you can ask her several of the questions that linger on the tip of your tongue. The sorceress and you a small platinum coin. Alright, it's another one of them. That's three now. We cautiously note the coin is identical to the others you already possess. There are six others like it, she says, answering your next question before you even have the chance to pose it. Return to me when you possess all seven, and I'll provide you with what you will then need. Only then will you hold all seven of the coins that will... When you hold all seven of the coins, you stand at the threshold of the great secret, and under the shadow of a very real and intimate peril. You ask the sorceress who she is, and how she came to know about the purported secret of which she has spoken. Do you not recognise me? she says, smiling. Am I now so different? No. I would not expect you to know my face, or remember my voice. It's another time and place, a chapter... Now closed forever. Hmm. Have I had some sort of amnesia going on? Because there's a lot of people that say they know me, but I've never met them before. You ask the sorceress about the significance of the etched stones you discovered, holding out, holding out one of them for her to look at. She glances at the stone for a moment, then nods. Bring your eyes up to meet your questioning gaze. They shall serve their purpose soon enough, she says, her soaky voice adopting a reassuring tone. 
At the end of the days that lie ahead, their use will be made known, and you'll be thankful and dutifully kept all that have come into your possession. Without warning, the sorceress pauses and leans heavily on her girl's staff, as if overcome by weariness. You're at that note, struck by the notion that she suddenly seems alone and vulnerable in a wild and inhospitable region of the earth. You ask her why she hasn't sought refuge in the human-controlled area, and tell her you'd be glad to lead her back to the keep. You're kind, she says weakly, but you must remember that nothing on these shores is what it seems. I'm in no danger here. That does not mean the peril doesn't surround us. Or we made plain to you, Zoop. You are closer to the heart of the heart of matters than you could ever realise. You are about to speak again when Sorceress holds up her hand and tells you she's she tells you that she is tired. I'm afraid I need just a small bit of rest. She says, casting her eyes skyward before turning and stepping back towards the tent. You must return here when you have all seven coins, and you must not delay. The sorceress bids you farewell and retreats into her tent, leaving you alone on the top of the hill. You take one last look around the rugged, unforgiving environment in which she has made her home, before beginning your descent along the narrow, winding track that will take you back to the base of the towering peak. Right there. When you reach the foot of the hill, you glance back. You glance back at the summit far above. There, in stark contrast with the pale blue sky, are the dark silhouettes of two circling broad-winged hawks. For taking a few moments to rest your legs, you once again set off on your exploration of the jagged hills. Okay, I think I found a few things out. I am going to go see, I'm going to go see, see Muhinflor, who, well, if you don't know who he really is, you're going to find out very shortly. So, yeah, so anyway, spoiler ahead for something I've already done. So if you're listening to this one before reading, listening to all the jousting one, all the joust, the joust episodes, you should listen to those first, so you don't get spoilers. So I'm going to visit the West Camp, visit Marlendor's tent. Thane Poland, known to everyone else on the islands of is actually command of a large force of Mercenaries have already scored considerable successes against Nowak. Nowak north of the outer markers. Tang welcomes you as tent and immediately asks you if you have anything to report. You ascribe to the Thane your strange encounter with the man in the stone hut and your discovery of the sorceress in a hilltop abode. He seems particularly interested in both accounts and asks you to relate them to him in full detail. When you finish your exhaustive tale, he nods and tells you he has recently learned of something else that's to be found in the jagged hills. There is a bog t- tucked away somewhere in all the vastness of that wild place, he says, as he paces back and forth along the tent. From what little I know, there was an island in the heart of the mire where stood some ancient building, 
I believe that in, the, in those very ruins lies an important clue, one central to our ability to unravel these events that cloud around us. Without being asked, you tell the Thane you will seek out the wounds in the bog. Report back to him on what you find there. I know of no better ally than you, Tallies Jr., he says, smirking as he uses your assumed name. And I dare say, no better friend. My prayers, as always, go with you. Thane Torrent tells you you must make haste, for he's recently found himself privy to a disturbing rumour. A rumour that could prove harmful to the efforts he and his agents, yourself included, undertaken under the arm. Promise him you search the jagged hills for the bog, and then explore the mire and find the wounds he mentioned. As you turn, turn to step out of his tent, the thane steps forward and initiates a shoulder cross. Take care of yourself, my friend, and be ever on your guard, he says, adopting a gravely serious tone. The enemy is rapping at the gates. We need not carelessly let them in. You bid Thane Poland farewell and step out of the tent. Note, to search for the bog that the Thane mention, made mention, mention of, you need to explore the jagged hills. But that, that will be for next time. I'm just going to save now. Next time, we will find the bog. And then we will find the ruins within the bog. And then we will go down into the ruins within the bog. And then we will discover whatever great secret lies within those ruins. But that will be next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.